0: This podcast should not be considered as medical or legal advice. If you are looking for such advice, then do contact a professional. But please find someone that has a brain and can think critically about what's going on in the world today. This is the Collective Resistance Podcast with your hosts, Leo and Fabiola. We will be discussing why we find ourselves resisting the narratives of the Common Collective, as well as why the Common Collective resists new information. Fabiola.
1: Hey, Leo. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. I'm excited to get this episode in the books because we are going to be going to sunshine next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be good to get out of town. So a uh, little little vacay, you know, with the, with the kiddos. A little break. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be the exciting. the
1: cold of the Northwest. <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> not so bad right now. We haven't had really much inclement weather. Oh, I don't
1: get out much.
0: Well, that's true. That's See, so you're nice and warm and toasty in your <laughs> your cubicle, Yes, your home-based cubicle. All right, well, so what are we talking about tonight? We don't have a guest tonight, but you had an important topic that we wanted to focus on. And, yes. and where are you coming at from this evening?
1: Well, we had some discussion in our group. Do you want to share our group again? You mean
0: uh, for new listeners? the Collective resistance Podcast at... Uh, telegram on telegram yes yeah you can find us there
1: and if you guys want to continue the conversation
0: conversation can get uh, crazy in there it but can get but crazy. Uh, it's fun if you're looking for a, a break uh, open your eyes up a little bit and go whoa okay that's some interesting stuff then yeah. uh, we, we have all sorts of topics that get covered in <laughs> there yeah. a lot, lot more than we cover in the podcast itself
1: <laughs> yes we have a lot of uh, wisdom in that in that group and some funny stuff that yeah. we share too. But recently uh one of our listeners or one of the members in the group posted a clip about the virus, no virus debate because people have been talking about this being very divisive and not really producing a lot of solutions to the situation we find ourselves in three years in. And I just happened to disagree. So this episode, I wanted to just go back to the beginning of this whole debate and the conversation and talk about where we were and where we are now. What are people saying out there? Why are people still um, buying into germ theory? They're still thinking The injections are a good idea. Governments around the world are still pushing this, manipulating this. I mean, me being from another country, I know I said that many times, but having family that lives in another country, this is really concerning to me because it stops me from having the ability to move about and see the people I love and I care about. So very... Important topic, close yeah, to my heart.
0: I I couldn't agree more that that uh, you know it, it's definitely important. I mean, um, I know we have some clips lined up that we're going to listen to with some people that that are kind of discussing that subject. But but I mean, to me, uh, the the truth is always important. I mean, and and, and even if you don't currently believe the no virus side of the, uh, uh, discussion. I think you would admit that if you did believe it, right. And, and you, and you had some information that, that was, uh, um, you know, that was very obvious and, and, and it was very easily understandable that, that there is a, there is subterfuge happening, Mm -hmm. then, then you, you would say that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so to me, what, what is most interesting, I, I know one of the clips we're going to listen to, um, the person does not actually, the person is not in the no virus camp, but the, but the person does not uh, actually uh, discredit the no virus argument. It's almost like what that person is saying is, is uh, uh, yeah, there may be validity there, but we don't feel like it's the most effective vehicle.
1: Or the most important issues, and I think there is something to be said about this. I mean, I'm pretty passionate about this because it affects me specifically, being have to cross, having to cross borders, and still having to either do this fraudulent test, the PCR that is a test that is invalid. And the the simplest reason, I mean, we don't even have to get down to the technicality of it. The simplest reason it's an invalid test is because it has no controls. So there's no way for you to figure out what the margin of error is when you don't have a control. And when I say we don't have a control, is because we say that people with symptoms can test positive, but people also without symptoms can test positive. So, We don't have two groups here to compare against. So that's why it's an invalid test. So it is infuriating to me that to cross borders, I have to submit myself to something that's extremely fraudulent. I mean, let's just go back to (laughs) the whole nine eleven thing. I I bought tickets to travel, air tickets to travel. And there was a freaking nine eleven tax.
0: They actually call it that?
1: Yes, all my bill. And then you go to the airport and you are practically assaulted if you don't want to go through the machine. The, the
0: radiation machines, yeah.
1: The radiation machines. I mean, this is and this is. When did that happen? And how many years ago did this? Yeah, happen? we're yeah we're still
0: dancing, <laughs> for that we're
1: still dancing. So how much longer do we have to go through this whole germ theory, uh, vaccine passport, uh, debacle? it's it's pretty important, so that's why I wanted to do this
0: well and i know our saying. our our um kind of entry point into a lot of this was our experience with vaccine injury mm-hmm. and so the other piece to this is that uh you know if there is something there with the no virus argument you know that that, that to, mm-hmm. to that can actually prove that uh uh, this is fraudulent science happening in virology. then the interesting thing to me or i shouldn't say interesting, but I mean the the um, the important thing to me is that uh, the reason why i wouldn't want to keep going along with the the current paradigm is is that children are being injured mm-hmm. every day and actually not just children adults as well but but people are being injured uh, maimed or killed. Every day by vaccination, mm-hmm. and if it is a fraudulent science, then why are we subjecting these people to this? You know, mm-hmm. we're coercing and subjecting them, and so to me, that's the, the the major thing. Even if the even if somebody believes that that uh, it's not the most important topic, you've got these people who are being subjected to this, and uh, you could wipe that out in an instant by saying, mm-hmm. "Well, look, we 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 don't." exactly know what it is, but we know it's not what virology says it is. Mm-hmm. So, cause we can immediately just take all those, those, uh, uh, remedies or whatever off of the table because they're not, uh, uh, they're not plausible, uh, since virology d- does not have the proper controls in place to, to prove it out. Mm-hmm. So, so how are we lining this up? How did you want to, uh, tackle so, this today? I wanted
1: to start with a clip, um, uh, that was an episode from an episode from the activation podcast and we'll share that clip in the show notes but it's basically a conversation between the host and katherine austin Fitz, and we have is, the, the, clips. is the is the
0: host derek Bros?
1: maybe i is don't that know who i know think it is, is. Yeah. So there you go leo knows more about the people but anyways it's basically about the you know, dividing everything into making everything binary, like the virus camp and the no virus camp. So I wanted to start there in her observations. Not just about the argument, but about what she calls uh, Mr. Glo- Global and the control grid.
0: Well, and, and Catherine Austin Fitz is an interesting one because we we focused on her early on yes. as well. We we really uh, uh, identified with her her message, our, her message early on, and uh, she even uh, did some speaking engagements and works somewhat closely with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. over at Children's mm-hmm. Health Defense and and um, you know again we were i shouldn't say we were i mean we still are big fans of del big and robert f kennedy junior but we we feel like there is some um uh, I mean, we don't
1: understand why we don't understand they why they are not allowing yeah because the no virus because again they're 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 not to come through their platform which is is quite powerful yeah you know they got quite a bit of followers and it would be so enlightening to hear them talk about and they're not only not talking about a CHC in particularly is censoring CHD. the debate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's 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 a weird one. it's a difficult place to be in, you know, because you want to have your champions, you know, but at the same time you 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 gotta call it out when you know, because if they're not effectively making the case for um why it's incorrect, which I certainly don't think I've seen anything that, that, that they have done that, then um, it does appear like a censorship issue. And, Mm -hmm. and, and that's not cool because you should really go where the evidence takes you Mm -hmm. wherever that is. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So we want to dive into this clip here, but, um, and just for those of you that, that don't recall when we focused on Catherine Austin Fitz before she was like the, the assistant secretary of housing and urban development under the first uh, Bush presidency, not, uh, not, uh, W, but, uh, uh the one after Ronald Reagan, um, and uh she then went on to manage i think an investment group, and then she now has a uh the Solari group, which puts out kind of an investment prospectus to to clients and whatnot. and then she's just kind of a a uh, an activist, if you will, around this this whole kind of uh, geopolitical uh situation that's happening. but she's an excellent speaker, and uh I think you'll find what she says interesting. she's very eloquent, so here we go.
2: Um, I saw a clip recently circulating, I think it was an interview you did with CHD, and uh, it was something I I wanted to get into with you when we were talking about this, so maybe we can elaborate a little further. It's the ever-present, apparently controversial question of which side of the equation, because you have to pick a side, of the virus, or there's no virus, and this kind of thing, and this is something I've talked about previously with people like Del Bigtree, and he does a lot of work exposing the vaccine dangers and filing lawsuits. And I think really, you know, the fruit of his labors are there, but still gets very uh, heavy criticism from people for not focusing on what they think is the most important thing, or, you know, is the, the question of the day is viruses don't exist or COVID doesn't exist. And if you're not saying that, then you're basically a shill or whatever. And in this clip I saw, you were pointing out, which I agree with that this is, even if there's a place for the discussion, which I think there is, it has become so divisive that there's plenty of people spending their time doing that, arguing or just, you know, about this thing instead of taking care of their health, mental, physical, spiritually, taking care of, you know, getting their money right or getting their family right, these kinds of things. Right. So could you talk more about that? Like, do you think these sure, discussions, so, these sure. debates have a place or are they really just, you know, distraction, division?
3: Well, this is a great, you know, this is a great conversation. and In fact, I'm about to record a, a debate a friendly debate with Tom Cowan, Dr. Tom Cowan, about this very issue to kind of get it all flushed out and cleared. But um, first of all, one of the most important things, I was very lucky when the pandemic started because I'd had a 20 year education by John (laughs) Rappaport about medical fraud. And viruses have been used fraudulently for generations. And of course, to me, COVID-19 is just another virus fraud, um, where you're using uh, the existence of a virus that you claim to implement an operation. So, So this was a virus fraud. Now, the question is, was the disease that was happening one thing, and was it caused by a virus or not? Those are both questions. Now, one of the things John taught me for, you know, in and out of many pandemics and epidemics, you know, sort of healthcare frauds was it's never one thing. And if I had to make a guess, I would guess that all the different disease attributed to COVID-19 was many different things, including biologic, low-grade biological warfare and chemical warfare. So, um, and I think, you know, what John would say is, They prefer chemical warfare to biological warfare because it gives them much greater control. But, you know, the idea that we had one thing and it happened all over the world, um, you know, I just don't buy it. I'm sure you've read The Invisible Rainbow, Arthur Furstenberg's book on the Spanish flu. Um, You know, but we had a couple things going on. We had the annual flu. We had all sorts of repurposing at the hospitals. We had the rollout of 5G and EMF radiation. We had incredible spraying. Many of the times we would get complaints about quote unquote COVID-19 in place. We were getting significant global spraying. Anyway, so, but disease was happening. And the question was what caused those different diseases? Your guess is as good as mine, maybe. You know, maybe some of those diseases were biological warfare and maybe they were a virus or maybe they were something else. I don't know. Maybe they were a bacteria. I don't know. The, the the question of whether the virus fraud was attributed to a virus that was fraudulently created or fraudulently marketed to me is not an important issue. So this whole debate of do viruses exist or not is of interest to the scientists, but if my goal is to stop the control grid, because the the fraud was just to promote the control grid. And I I don't care about the details of how they promoted the fraud. I care about stopping the control grid. That's what matters. I w- I wanna be free and I want you to be free. I want everybody listening to us to be free. Freedom is what I'm for. and And the fraud was to engineer the control grid And debating or solving the issue of was there a virus or not? Do viruses exist or not? Has absolutely no impact to stop the control grid. Now, when I talk with Tom or or many people I know who feel very passionate about this issue, including John Rappaport, they believe that if you persuade everybody that viruses don't exist, they will have an epiphany and that will magically get them to back out of the control grid, which I I just completely 100% disagree with. If If you study how the control grid works, how it operates, how it manipulates people, you know, the control grid will be as strong and in effect as it was the day before. And I assure you, their ability to spray and create disease with chemical warfare or low grade biological warfare will be as present as it was the day before.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great point that, you know, and I tend to agree. This is one of the things Dell and I were talking about that for even from a strategic standpoint, which for me, I very much do care about the way I reach people, the way I communicate people. And having done as yourself as well, done a lot of talks in person and meeting all kinds of people, you learn how to reach an audience and generally speaking, beating them over the head with the most extreme, let's say, theory that, hey, this whole thing is fake. It doesn't exist at all. In my experience at least doesn't tend to lead to some sort of light bulb going off immediately but if i start with the low you know if i wanted to get into the mechanics of COVID and try to do that at all instead of like you're saying explain what's coming i believe there are other more subtle ways to lead people to questioning and then hopefully get them to solutions and it doesn't feel like starting off with the virus question is is what's going to lead there at least not for me
3: okay so let me tell you where i think the right way to go with this is to me The virus versus no virus is a tiny subset of a much bigger and much more important discussion. And that discussion is, how does our reality work, both our electromagnetic reality and our physical reality? And I'm not a scientist, so this is something I can't begin to understand, let alone to successfully communicate, Derek. But one of the things I know, whether it's taking care of our health, Whether it's building a community, whether it's building a family or relationships, the more we understand our electromagnetic body and how we share and communicate intelligence. You know, the more sophisticated and successful, our understanding of the world would be. And if you look at the traditional medicine, the reason it falls down is it looks at our bodies as though it's a. You know, just a physical body and it doesn't incorporate, you know the electromagnetic paradigm. So if you read Steiner on health, Steiner makes more sense to me than most doctors because Steiner is looking at the electromagnetic reality of our bodies and our health. If you talk to Dr. Tom Cowan, the reason I love his work, he's trying to integrate a full paradigm of the electromagnetic, you know, including the epigenetics. It's not just genetics, it's epigenetics. And and I think the the paradigm we've been presented with is a hyper materialist paradigm and it just doesn't begin to describe how our world and our bodies and our minds really work now one of the things i've discovered about mr global and the team we're up against is i think not only do they have magnificent understanding of how those things work but they're masters of manipulating it and if we want to protect ourselves and our families from manipulation and, and being targeted by things like chemical warfare and low-grade biological warfare, we need to understand how those things work. We need to be able to protect our electromagnetic body from their manipulation and nudging. So I think changing our paradigm is very, very important because it can unlock so many secrets about how we keep ourselves healthy, healthy and how we navigate a world where somebody's trying to kill us, literally.
0: Okay, so a lot going on in that clip. Yeah. I mean, uh, in fact, that was the second time I'd heard it, and I caught m- many more things the second time there. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I mentioned this in our group. She's not poo-pooing the no virus theory at all. She she's it's it's almost like um, she's saying like she's a level up from it. She's saying there are many vectors virus is one. Terrorism was one. Uh, manipulation of the stock market is one, you know, there's all these vectors of attack and, but they're all part of the control grid. Okay. And so she wants people to see the grid. Where Cowan and the people of the no virus uh, d- debate are are in one leg of the stool, and she's saying, "Well, why are we bothering with the an individual leg? We need to understand what the entire stool's made of." Which I, I think there's something to be said from that. However, she then goes on to say that she thinks. At the end, she says, "I can't remember exactly how she put it, but it's like." Uh, you know, that would be game changing if we really understood how our bodies worked, mm-hmm. you know, and we integrated the electromagnets. So, well, OK, well, this is what he's trying to do. So he's saying, yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. It would be game changing. And so mm-hmm. if and, and one thing that I think she really fails to see, though, because one thing I couldn't believe she mentioned or actually both of them, that they did not think that if you could if you could prove to people that virology. And infectious disease is a lie. Mm-hmm. That would not be a light bulb moment. I mean, I want you to uh, sit and stew on that for a minute. Okay, if people completely upended, because you got to think about it, the the no virus paradigm is the is almost the complete antithesis of the paradigm that we are we are uh, having pushed on us. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying if you are able to prove to someone that that the, the the current paradigm is not correct. That is not going to be a major domino. That's going to just knock the shit out of the rest of the dominoes. I mean, and hello.
1: <laughs> I mean, I. First of all, I personal opinion think that Catherine gives too much credit to Mister Global. I think if Mister Global had all this understanding. Like a lot of us probably wouldn't be here at this point, okay? why would they need the virology fraud right? you know why would they need that so that's my first point. The other thing i I would love to ask her is what does she mean by low grade
0: biological warfare
1: biological warfare?
0: well I, I think I know because I've heard her talk about that well, before what is it? I think the the low grade she was well, she she mentioned that uh I can't remember how she what she called it, but we, we have it in another episode. Uh, I'd have to find which episode that is. We actually have that clip of her talking that, that, uh, that they literally, the FDA made a push, uh, in the, I want to say it was the eighties, uh, going into the the eighties and nineties where they basically removed a, a crap load of regulations around, uh, um, additives and, and, you know, what toxins are allowed in food, uh, as well as household cleaners and, and, you know, what, what the acceptable, uh, exposure limits and all of that were. And so, uh, I think she called it the great poisoning. So it's literally. But
1: that would be the chemical part, right? Not the biological.
0: Well, but I mean, it's, it's an attack on, on biology. Toxicity is an attack on biology.
1: I would love to bring her on the show and maybe it will happen yeah some days and we can ask her that question. But, I mean, if we think about the great poisoning, as she said, it's like the best way to accomplish whatever this Mr. Global, you know, group, if they depopulation the is, let's say, their goal, their end goal uh, in this physical reality, then, I mean, chemicals are the way to go and injections all based in germ theory, are really effective because people do believe that there's this little invisible um, agents that are just floating around and they can attack you at any moment, you know. So we're the ultimate victims. Um, And I just don't understand how being – I mean, they are talking about health there. They said, well, it's important for you to focus on your health and do all this. take care
0: of yourself. How yeah. can
1: you focus on your health when
0: you don't understand how it works?
1: And and not just that, when you are being pushed. I mean, we were pushed for the past two years to get these to, to mask up and to inject ourselves with God knows what, where the, the insert doesn't even have any data in it. How can you have any chance? of fighting this control grid when you don't have your health. Because when you don't have your health, you basically uh, have to subject yourself to handouts, be it government handouts, being a job that you hate, so you can have health insurance. You don't have energy to do anything else.
0: Yeah, You're, you're, you're like uh, eternally distracted.
1: You're eternally... And I mean, for people that have been disabled by different shots, you know, children being affected by different shots. I mean, we're just talking about, on our group, about Brazil, President of Brazil is saying that basically, which, of course, we we saw this coming. We don't know when that's going to happen here. But basically, uh, in a socialist country that is, I mean, not said explicitly that it's socialist, but it is socialist, um, that you can't get help from the government so the big thing about lula is this um family um how do you say bag of money basically they call it bolsa familia that you get if you call qual- you the will family qualify purse. yeah you will qualify if you are a you know, certain level of kind of like welfare here, you know, but he really made that popular in Brazil back in the 2000s when he won the election. And and it did bring a lot of families out of poverty and he helped a lot of families. But at the same time, now there is this rule.
0: Now it's the carrot.
1: It's the carrot. If yeah. you don't have all your shots in line. You can't participate. You can participate. And this affects my family personally because I have a nephew that goes to public school in Brazil and he is vaccine injured. And so he's not going to be able to go to public school. Will the parents be able to afford sending him to a private school? Would a private school take him? You know, so that's discrimination right there. A person. A little person that can't tolerate these injections now is not going to have the opportunity to get an education. I mean, good or bad, you know, not going to have that opportunity. And then more people in my family with disabilities, Brazil heavily, heavily vaccinates heavily. Like there's not not really a doctor that I know of, you know, that doesn't. Think that's a good idea There's not a f- Most of my family members I would say 99% Think it's a good idea So then I have a little cousin That's two years old Had a stroke in the womb And the parents can afford A nanny or a private daycare. They have to send her to a public daycare and she's getting every shot under the sun already with developmental delays, can't talk, can't walk, and now she has seizures. So tell me how an individual that starts life like this have any chance fighting the control grid, all in the name of germ theory. How's that even possible? So I really, I I really, as as much as I like Catherine and, uh, you know, her arguments and her research and her work, I mean, I just don't really understand how you don't get that.
0: But I will say, though, as I bet you that's the second time I've heard that clip, and it really meant something different because she spent, she, she says that she disagrees that that's where the effort should be spent but then she spends the entire time talking about understanding the electromagnetic mm-hmm. body you know and and the in the impact of electromagnetic uh, forces in fact she even mentions the Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, which we have the book sitting right here, which uh, it, it talks about like uh, the, uh, the Spanish
3: flu. Uh, well, say.
0: but she, she, w- w- I could, I could just read you a miss. Is the Invisible Rainbow? He traces the history of electricity from the early 18th century to the present, making a compelling case that many environmental problems, as well as the major diseases of industrialized civilization—heart disease, diabetes, and cancer—are related to electrical pollution. So
1: and and isn't it interesting then that the argument there just goes to prove that if it is not a germ if it is not a virus can we just start looking and at- other stuff? Can we start spending that time and energy that we spend with products being developed either for you to ingest or for you to to inject in yourself, for you to clean your house, all against the germ? Couldn't we shift the focus in understanding how the body works and what could be another factor that could be causing these quote unquote diseases and making people sick.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I do think that's a great clip. I think uh, if you are someone listening and you just heard that, um, I think it's worth a second listen mm-hmm. um, because uh, I picked out a lot of uh, of new and interesting things out of there that I didn't the first time. And
1: I also thought interesting, like they were talking about CHD and they were talking about uh, the Informed Consent Action Network, SPAN's. So much time and energy fighting all these mandates across the country. Uh, if there was no German theory, they could use all the funding and all the time to fight something else. Yeah, exactly. To go look for the, the next thing, the other thing, of something yeah. else. But because of this paradigm, we have to <laughs> keep focusing on this paradigm. Well, and, and that is
0: part that is part of the rub of the whole thing is that um, y- you know we talked about Dell Bigtree, you know, he's done an excellent job. You know, he's really become a voice. He, 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 he's, he's put up, you know, he's gone to a lot of these uh, uh, courthouses and, and, and protested and and Mm -hmm. and done speaking. He's testified. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, he's done that stuff. And, and so, I mean, I give him credit for that, but he's, he's built a machine now. It's a nonprofit, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, as somebody who, who works with nonprofits, and you know, not, not, non, yeah, nonprofit doesn't mean a whole lot. It just means that like, you know, you, the end of the year. you can't show, you can't show any money on the books. It has to be like allocated different mm-hmm. places, but, but, um, uh, you know, he's built this infrastructure and he's built this giant audience and, you know, I mean, like you said, what does that mean for him if we do prove virology is now he's, he's talked about some other issues, but I mean, Clearly, if you look at the lion's share of the content that he's created, you know ninety percent has revolved around vaccine safety and and uh, uh, vaccine injury and all of that. And so, you know, it, is it, there
1: it, such a thing as vaccine safety? But anyways, this we've talked a lot about virology mm-hmm. in many episodes that you can go back to. I mean, we had Dr. Cowan on, we have Dr. Vomer on, great interviews we've had the duo from um, that documentary. The Viral Delusion. The Viral Delusion. Great episode. We had Christine Messi on, too, talking about the FOIA request that she sent all over the world to health institutions like the CDC. Um, and, we had Dr. Toby Rogers. Yes, and they, they had no data to show that there was any virus that actually existed. So we're doing this episode a little backwards because now we wanted to move on and talk about... Why? I mean, we're talking about why, in our opinion, the virus debate is important, but we do have a small clip of Dr. Cowan speaking about why he continues to beat the drums and talk about why uh, the issue of viruses, of no virus, this debate is so important.
0: Is that, uh, Fabio, is that clip two? Yep. right? Okay, here, I'll go ahead and do it.
4: I guess the question in all this, which I've dealt with probably 100 times or more, why does this matter? Um, And let me show you, I'm going out of order here, but uh, why this matters. So first of all, the this is that we have the right conception about biology and medicine, and specifically the misconception called a virus. In other words, why does it matter that people come to realize that there are no viruses? This is a historical misconception that in a sense has been weaponized or used against us, uh, us being the people of the world for uh, to our detriment. and. To put it another way, uh, the virus theory, which is a subset of the whole germ theory, is a basic component of a worldview that is a domination worldview that was espoused by such people as the Rockefeller medicine cabal. And I more and more have come to the opinion That unless we get rid of this misconception and this whole domination worldview, that we cannot live the lives that humans were meant to live and create the world that we know we can create because it's based on a worldview, which is a wrong and b toxic so here's an example of what i mean and why this is so important Uh, this was a clip that i saw today so the world health organization calls urgent meeting on killer virus nine deaths and 16 suspected cases have been reported so far in a new Marburg virus outbreak in Africa, and so they go through the urgent meeting, and of course uh, they say that the Marburg is highly infectious. Thanks to rapid and decisive action by Equatorial uh, Guinea, I guess, authorities' An emergency response, we're re- going to save lives and halt the virus as soon as possible, says the regional director. And by the way, they're going to get to work on developing an mRNA vaccine specifically for the Marburg virus, specifically targeting the people of Africa, who, by the way, did not seem to get the COVID vet uh, injection with high enough rates or to the rates that most of the Europeans got it. So this is a weaponized uh, play to gin up another virus story to target the, one of the few remaining peoples who didn't fall lock, stock and barrel for the whole COVID scam. So those of you who think this may be over and that we are done with the virus narrative, that is far from the case. We are as far away from that as you can possibly be. And that's why I think I need to keep going here.
1: So well, well said, I just wanted to, it was almost like he was responding to the clip that we just played <laughs> first and why it's important. So he's saying, you know, the who is just trying to call the who slash uh, Dr. Billy G, I like to call him Dr. Bill Gates, um, is just concocting more and more, you know, ways to get, you know, uh, more injection into arms. Uh, their big agenda, of course, you know, we got to reduce the population to save the planet. Um, and if the, the virology story is not really sticking, we're going to use the climate story.
0: It does, it does feel like that it's morphing into that. Now mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It, it, it's it's now you're saying like heart attacks are now the cause of uh, of climate. You know what I mean. Climate is is is. Uh, there's been news articles around that. You know, climate change is causing uh, uh, heart incidents in uh, uh, young people, twenty four to forty four years old. The sun too apparently. The sun, yeah. Sun. Yeah. Oh,
1: I also heard one the other day. Uh, chicken eggs also. Causing
0: well, there's all sorts of stuff going on. There, there is a there is a chicken culling <laughs> happening all over the world. Yeah. And, and for different reasons, apparently, you know, New Zealand, they're doing it for one reason. Europe and Asia are doing it for others. Like, I
1: mean, it's, you know, chicken eggs are being, have been demonized for decades, yeah. right? The whole cholesterol paradigm, the cholesterol is actually, you know, a killer. It causes heart disease. We should have an episode on that sometime. But, to debunk them,
0: but but you know, uh it, it is uh that that is good to to uh get back in touch with as far as what Dr. Cowan is talking about there. And and uh you know, I go back to to Catherine Austin Fitz and 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 I'm like uh what we just underwent with this faux pandemic is an experience that It's right there. It's people can grasp it. You know, we just we just experienced it. You know, like like it's very difficult. I think to um, get people in a room and talk about nine eleven you know what I mean? Because they're like, oh, it was a long time ago. You know, we don't really remember what happened. You know, we weren't there and, you know, so it's very hard to kind of get in touch with that. Um, But this just occurred, you know, the pandemic just occurred. So although I agree that it is just a uh, leg of the stool, it is one of the mechanisms. It is the one that we can dissect and we can see what was going on. And when you show the falsity of what happened in that, then it's, you
1: kind of start questioning everything it, else. It's,
0: it's, it's echoed <laughs> yes. throughout everything else that, that we're, we're, is put on us. Is so the
1: earth round.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we, we have that, 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 uh, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have that, um, uh, issue going on right now with the big train fire and the toxic chemicals in Ohio, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, which, you know, tied into the, 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 uh, weather balloon or the spy balloons from China and then the uh, UFOs that they supposedly shot down, but they still haven't recovered. I mean, there's so much coming at everybody. I mean, it's hard not to see that there's a distractionary mechanism, Mm -hmm. you know, like what is really going on that they're doing these things, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to distract us, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) I mean, it's it's really quite uh, interesting when you think about it. So, I mean, uh,
1: in a little bit, I'm going to share a comment from one of our friends and listeners. He also was we interviewed him on the podcast about about this these distractions in this issue because when we were discussing in the group about the first clip we play about the Catherine's um, clip, he had a little bit to chime in to say, you know, about the. The truther debate. So I definitely want to touch on that. But I want to play the last clip we have first. And the last clip is really about the scientific method on the whole virology. I would call at this point a fraud. And the reason I want to go back to this, even though we have lots of content about the issues with virology. Um, we may have new listeners and I think it ties well with the episode. Just going back to the roots and the basics of virology and why there's so many questions about the existence of viruses and also that these Particles supposedly cause disease and spread like wildfires. So let's go ahead and play that.
0: And and I, I do, wanna, and that would
1: be Dr. Uh, Cowan again.
0: I, I do want to point out in in this clip what's most interesting to me is that you know we've been following this thread of Dr. Cowan's for some time now, and mm-hmm. um, although I've sometimes found people who who obviously take the the opposite position, I've still yet to find anyone that actually addresses his concerns which mm-hmm. has got to be the biggest red flag to me because he's so plain clothes with how he describes it you know it's not super technical or anything he breaks it down for people so that they can understand but nobody that that has taken him on actually uh, jumps into his argument specifically
1: I just want to say this clip is from an interview by a gentleman gentleman called Mike Wilkerson he is a Chiropractic doctor in—I mean, he's American, but he lives in Spain now—and it's just a fantastic interview. And we're going to share that on. He's got a podcast. That's what it is. He's—I mean, he's got a YouTube channel. Oh, YouTube channel. Okay,
0: gotcha. Okay, cool.
4: Now, it's indisputable that nobody has ever found a particle that fits the definition of a a virus in any biological fluid of any plant, animal, or human, sick or otherwise. And interestingly, nobody disputes that. Nobody disputes that. 225 or so NIH, CDC, British health authorities have all agreed with that. All virologists agree, they've never found it this particle in in anybody who's sick or any animal or plant. That's indisputable. So what do they do? Here's how they show that the virus exists and makes people sick. They take the snot from a sick person, right? They centrifuge it to get the, 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 the big stuff out, like the bacteria and the cells. So now you don't have a virus, you just have the liquid from snot of a sick person. And then they put that on growing tissue, usually highly inbred monkey kidney cells. And then they add kidney poisons, they take away the nutrients, they add fetal calf serum, and then they see whether the cells break down. If they do, they say that proves there's a virus and the virus causes disease. And then they do a control, which is they put saline or a buffered saline instead of the snot, the centrifuge snot. That's exactly the Jingjing Jing Ball experiment, mm. because nobody has demonstrated a vi- there's no part of that experiment. That is intended to demonstrate the existence of a virus, right? All you know is that sick person's liquid snot, along with kidney cell, uh, along with antibiotics that are poisonous to kidney cells, and starving the kidney cells uh, makes the kidney cells break down faster than if you don't uh, do put the snot in. And by the way, they'd ever actually do the same. They put more antibiotics when they put the snot in than when they do the not snot. Because obviously there could be bacteria that we missed in the snot. And so there's no part of that experiment that's scientific or even intended to demonstrate the existence of this, of this particle, let alone causing disease no part of it and yet that is indisputably the proof that the that these particles exist and cause disease that's it Hmm. and so hopefully everybody who hears that will say to themselves okay if he's right meaning me this is like fucked up Uh, But he can't possibly be right. They can't be that stupid. But the fact of the matter is, there's been at least six times in history where the people who invented this technique of finding viruses called a viral culture, they actually did it with controls. And they said, you know, the same thing happens whether we use something from a sick person or not. Proving that it was it's the technique of starving and poisoning cultures that makes them break down. There's at least five or six papers that have shown that, and our little group did it again. And we showed that without adding anything from anybody who's sick, you just add the antibiotics and take away the nutrients and add the fetal calf serum, that culture breaks down Proving that there's a virus, even though there was no possibility of a virus being in there. So it is actually disproven. And so there should be no interest in virology anymore. It should just go away. Or as our friend Mark Bailey wrote in his paper, A Farewell to Virology, like that's the end of it.
2: Right. And I think you've. All
1: right. Yeah. So it's the end of it. So, and I wanted to share. I mean, when he was saying the beginning of the clip, that is indisputable. That these nobody found these particles. You can go back to our episode with Christine Messy, and she goes over all the FOIA requests that she has sent. Again, I think I said that earlier. All around the world, inquiring about what proof do these uh, health agencies have that this this particle ca- called SARS-CoV-2 and other particles other viruses as well other quote unquote viruses as well if they had any records of it they had any samples of it and none of these um organizations were able to produce anything
0: so. yeah so 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 that that's probably the the, the crux of this i mean how do, whether you believe him or not now that you know that that when they performed a true control six different times in history they got the same results the same breakdown which the breakdown which is also called the cytopathic effect uh that is what they call as proof that a virus is uh multiplying and destroying these these tissues so if they got that same effect without having the the sample of sick material from a from a host mm-hmm. then how, how do you uh, – what
1: and, do you yeah, do with that? Yeah, and, I mean, why a particular particle, you know? Why a particular sequence would have done that when you have, like, ten different elements in that culture <laughs> that could have caused the same problem. So – but I wanted to share a comment of one of our listeners, and we interviewed him a few episodes ago. He wrote the book – you want to share his book? Where is it? Over here. He wrote this amazing book called The Conspiracy Diaries. And if you want to go back to his an interview with Rich Monroe. So I asked him to chime in on the conversation we're having about the no virus. And this is what he had to say. He said, I am kind of a party pooper when it comes to virus, no virus debate. As well as most other truth or debates, since I tend to throw blanket generalizations on most things that I don't understand. Like, of course, the whole virus theory paradigm is way off since our reality is constructed for us to be continuously off. Course, arguing about everything which serves as diversion instead of focusing on our inner life as it relates to nature and science. Spirit, and then he says, "Back in the sixties, this would be described as a copping out." Copping out. Yeah, and then he says, "This kind of approach doesn't really do anything to clarify the real question about viruses." And so, I think, in a surface level, I would agree with with Rich, but I think the the crux of the matter is what. First of all, we look at disease or getting sick as something that is bad. That shouldn't happen to any human being on the planet. It shouldn't happen to mankind. We shouldn't be plagued with disease because it's very uncomfortable. But we forget that we live in a very toxic world. We are surrounded by chemicals everywhere we look in our water in our food in our homes the cookware we use with aluminum so heavy metals I mean there's so many factors there's deodorant that we use with aluminum I mean the poor nutritious food that we ingest on top of so on top of the toxins and the herbicides or whatever else is in the food we have poor soil because of the dump of chemicals and we talked about this in one of our very first episodes right what really makes you sick so if you want to go back to listen to that you you're welcome
0: that was like our third episode Third
1: episode and so coming from a perspective that disease is bad when i'm thinking with the amount of toxicity and it, it's not just, uh, you know, the food, the water, the air, the chemicals in your household. It's also the stress that we endure every day. It's also...
0: Lack of sunlight. And...
1: Yeah, lack of sunlight, lack of sleep. It is the electromagnetic radiation, as the Invisible Rainbow book describes. Um, so there's so many factors... That could be influencing species. or vectors, if you want to say yeah, vectors of disease. Yeah. And I'm a big believer that is body, mind, spirit, you know, it's this trinity. And so I still wonder why our germs are go to for explaining disease when there are so many, I mean, amounts of evidence. That it could be something else. So here we're not trying to say, okay, what is making people sick? But what we're trying to say is, clearly, from all the research, it's not viruses. They're causing disease, clearly. So if we are at a party where a bunch of people, let's say, got sick because they were at the same environment, why does it have to be a transmissible micro? organism or in this case it's not even an organism because it's not alive but why would it be a dead particle supposedly it's dead so how can it move how can it go you can't see it in the body the virologists say you can't see it they can't find it you can't find it but yet it jumps it it replicates destroys cells and jumps from From one host to another, one host to another. So, so how does that even make sense? So if you were a group of fish in a fishbowl and one day everybody's happy and alive and eating and partying and the next day, every fish in the fishbowl is dead. Would we say (laughs) a virus caused that event? No, or would we say somebody threw poison in the water? Right. So I just wanted to end with that. Observation epidemiology is not science.
0: Well, and, and I, I do think, because we were talking about that earlier, and the, the power of people and what they perceive as what is going on, you know, like I went to a party and several people at the party became ill mm-hmm. okay the, the The power of that 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 witnessing that happen makes you think, oh, okay, and when you pair it with this explanation, which is, okay, there are these microbes that are traveling you know through invisibly through the air, it, it's a very powerful cocktail that creates that belief. But like to your point, And and I think this is the difficult part is that most people uh, are thinking, well, when you say that there's no virus, you're saying that there isn't something happening. Do you know what I mean? There isn't something happening at that party. Could have been something in the food. Could have been... uh, uh, I mean,
1: God knows what gets sprayed on us, right? We had a couple episodes on that. You guys can go back and listen with Mitch, the Oregon donor, that he has done extensive research on that. But I mean, nobody's controlling what gets sprayed on people. Okay, nobody's controlling the airspace for for chemical spray. Let's say, so why couldn't he be the 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 party you're at? Maybe they served food that was just sprayed with God knows what.
0: Well, you we, you know, you you mentioned the the interview we did with the the producers of the viral delusion
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was actually just listening to that today in fact and and uh, um, they were talking about uh, uh, polio and and uh, you know seems like there's a huge case you know for for DDT, DDT. Uh, and organophosphates being sprayed and uh, but one of the interesting things about, the organophosphates that were sprayed which you know you can go back and you can see all these pictures of them just dumping these mm-hmm. these uh you know these trucks would go by spraying the smoke in neighborhoods and parks and pools I mean they pools.
1: sprayed my house when I was a child yeah. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I mean it's nuts cuz uh, cuz cause, cause you you would today you would think if you saw that you would be like what the fuck it's you know what I mean happening but 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 in it, third world it was all happening and yeah, it's still happening in third world countries well but the interesting thing that the author of this book about, um, which I'm gonna have to get the name of that book, uh, uh, about the link with organophosphates and 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 uh, polio, was that he said that they, rep- they, they were doing all the spraying of this insect- pesticide, insecticide, or whatever, everywhere, and they had no side effects. There were no yeah. reported <laughs> side effects for this thing. This thing that was brand new... And there were no side effects yeah. from this poison uh-huh. that they were spraying everywhere.
1: Like the, the injections, the current injections are safe and effective.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, come on, come on, people. Give me a break. I, I mean, because e- even people who might say, oh, okay, look, I don't, think, I don't think bug spray is that bad. You know it's not good. You know, there's going to be somebody that's going to react poorly and they didn't have anybody uh, reporting any issues from the, uh, uh, the spray, you know, there, there was nothing they were reporting on that. Just wild.
1: So, and and just to settle this, and I don't think it's going to be once and for all. You're settling something? We'll be talking about it again. Is the
0: science settled?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what science is anymore, but, uh... Why is this important? Why is the no virus discussion important? Because health is important. Because health is important. Because all these injections can go away. Children can thrive again. I mean, the, the percentage of children today that are plagued with chronic illness is so high. And it keeps climbing it keeps climbing. We have already talked about the rates of autism. I mean, autism, autoimmune, although I, I'm not sure if I believe autoimmune anymore, but our bodies work with us. But I mean, it can only do so much with this toxic load that it's gonna accumulate every generation. So our generations are just going to continue to get more fragile and sicker if we don't break the cycle. And I think settling this debate would break that cycle and will give man, mankind a chance again
0: agreed all right well set it to print let's let's uh Woo-hoo. let's settle that okay all right remember catch us on the telegram channel at the collective resistance podcast uh twitter at tcrp12 and uh uh rumble as well our rumble yeah. channel uh Oh, and Fabi, what do you want to tell everybody? Oh, crap.
1: Hey, stay healthy, stay safe, stay curious.
0: All right. Once again, Leo really, really scores there at the end.